Welcome everyone, live from CRC North Kilo in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to CRC Live on Brimbank Live. My name is Joya and my co-hosts today are Isabel, Adriana, Cleopatra and Alicia. Our special guest today is Manisha from VCUNY. Hi Manisha, welcome to the show. Thank you, thanks for having me. No worries. Um, first question is, what degree do you do, you do in uni? I am currently in my fourth year of the Bachelor of Education, prep to 12. So pretty much going to be um, qualified to teach up to year nine, generalised, and then I've majored in student welfare and health. Oh, that's cool. So you, you want to study teaching, yeah? Yeah, so yeah. I'm studying teaching. I'm in my fourth year. Oh. I'm about to finish my fourth year placement and then pretty much I'm going to be a teacher. Oh, wow. Do you know what school you want to teach at? No, I haven't got that far no. yet. Okay. <laughs> you excited? I am excited, yeah. actually. I've always known that I wanted to be a teacher, so I'm definitely ready for it. I've That's taken good. a long time to do my four-year degree, which I'm sure we'll get into a bit later, but I'm ready for it, I think. That's yeah. cool. Mm. How much weight do universities put on ATAR score to get into courses? Ah, oh, well, <laughs> I actually, I think like we mentioned before when we were chatting, I went to CEDAR, so I actually didn't get the ATAR score. Oh. I actually had the Cert 3 and Cert 4 in a sports and rec. Oh, okay. And I think, look, ATAR scores are important, especially if you are wanting to get into those really high advanced lawyer, doctor, mm. um, you know, anything in medicine, like I think ATAR score is very important. Although, again, there is always pathways. Yeah. If yeah. you don't get the ATAR score you want, we've got, especially um, speaking from VU experience as well, we've got Polytechnic, you can go on and do a Cert 3 and Cert 4 and diploma. So there's always going to be pathways. That's what happened with me. I was I did Cert 3 and Cert 4 in Sports and Rec. And then to get into a bachelor, you have to have a diploma of some sort. So I entered um, university as a higher, uh, like a higher standard, uh, higher, what do you call it? Um, Status? Or more qualified? Um, <laughs> like a higher age student. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't straight go from year 11 and 12 into school. Okay. I had a couple of years off and then I entered after doing my diploma to do the bachelor. So mm-hmm. I do think that it is important, especially if you are wanting to go straight into university, but there is always, always going to be pathways. If you want to get into something, there is always going to be a way. Do you think Vic Uni is really flexible with pathways? Oh, totally. I think from what I've gathered and from the role that I am as a future student, student ambassador rep, there is ample opportunities and there is ample um, pathways, polytechnic, you know, you can do two, three years in a TAFE course and then that even transfers over to your bachelor's of, of as well. So, um, you know, there's credits, there's change, there's if there's something that you want to do and you really want to do it, there's definitely going to be a clear path for you. And we've got all the teams and all the pathway coordinators and stuff that you can go in, you can chat with them online. Um, yeah, definitely. If That's there's so something that you know. want to do, if yeah. there's something that you want to do, guys, there's you can definitely get there. Yeah. So what was your pathway to university like? Yeah, so like I said before, I left high school in year 10 and I did um, CEDA, so I was really into my sport. I played pretty high-level sport when I was in year 11 and um, year eleven and 12 and CEDA gave me a really awesome opportunity to actually get into the field. They were teaching me more about, um, I guess, sports and rec. They were teaching me more about coaching. They were teaching me more about uh, my own athletic abilities. We would train three, four times a week and um, it was a lot with the boys as well. There was only two two girls in the class. I'm not sure how oh. it is now, but there was only two girls in the class. So, you know, I was training with the boys and the boys, you know, 
they're kind full of on. level. They're full <laughs> on. So, yeah, it was really good. And then on every Friday we would go out to primary schools and we would coach. And I think that's where I realised that I was really good with kids. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I had lots of energy and we were coaching kids and we had to organise um, templates and, you know, games, how to play games, how to speak in front of children, how to speak in front of others, how to dress professionally. You know, I know you guys obviously have a uniform as <laughs> yeah. well, but I think when you go out into, you know, like a workplace and you're representing something, you know, we had to, we had the Melbourne, Melbourne, um, Melbourne Heart badge. I don't mm-hmm. think they're – are they still a team, Melbourne Heart? I'm not sure. I think they might have. Melbourne City, yeah. I think yeah. they've changed their name. But, you know, it was very professional. We had to, you know, there was a certain way we had to conduction on the, the public transport and stuff. And because we had this Melbourne Heart outfit on, the kids thought we were, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, playing for the teams and stuff. So That's it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I had an awesome time at Cedar. And then I actually took some time off and I went and did a – I did Camp America, so I went overseas and I did Camp America as a lifeguard. I got a job at a YMCA pool doing swim teaching because I realised I just loved working with kids and stuff. So I was like, how can I work with kids without having, you know, a Bachelor of Education or something, you know? So there's, again, coaching, sport coaching kind of stuff and then I did swim teaching for about six years and then I went overseas and did Camp America, which was awesome experience again. Um yeah, just like that real professional workplace setting while also having the best time ever. Yeah. Um, and then I came back and I did my diploma of event management because my dad was like super into his events <laughs> and he was like, you should do this event management. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of just – I have kind of just gone with the flow but I also knew that one day I wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. Um, I just wasn't in any rush. Mm. I think a, a, there's a big pressure on students to – figure out what they want, you know, like I'm still figuring out what I want and I've just stuck with teaching because that's just something that I've chosen to do and who knows if it's going to change, you know, once I'm qualified, maybe I'll do it for a year, maybe I won't like it. So I think, um, yeah, my brother's 23 at the moment. He's kind of going through that same transition of should I do an electrician apprenticeship? Should I go to university? Which way do I want to go? And it it is a big decision but I also think we've got so much time ahead of us that – the stress that we put our under ourselves to figure out what we do want to want to do at such a young age like the time that I took off was priceless and I think it really helped me to figure out who I was as a person before really honing in and doing um I guess a bachelor course and then yeah coming back from my travels I did my event um diploma and then I actually started a um Bachelor of Sports and Exercise Science and I thought that that was the way that I wanted to go because sports and exercise was everything yeah. that I wanted to do and that's, you know, sport and all the things I thought I would could be a coach or – and then I was like I don't want to do this anymore. So I did, I did a year of sports science and I was really lucky because some of my subjects that I did transferred over oh, to okay. my Bachelor of Education. So they transferred over because there's – in my course and the way my course is structured, there's core subjects, you know, like that all teachers have to learn but then there's also electives. Oh, so okay. I told you before that I was doing um, – health and well-being as my majors and minors so my sports and exercise science subjects actually transferred over to my health minor so it was actually really a really smooth transition for me to go over there was two subjects that couldn't be transferred over which was just unfortunate but you, gotta make, you know yeah. if you're not making mistakes you're not trying so, so. you're still able to use them 
Right. Yes, there yeah. was there was two that I couldn't transfer over. So essentially, but the others you could. Yeah. yeah. So essentially, I'm going to finish my course with um, plus twenty four credits. Okay. So. Again, it's knowledge. I still learnt all of these things, but unfortunately it didn't transfer over into mm-hmm. my course. But there were four others that did transfer okay. over. So what, what sorry, what sport did you play to get into Cedar? I played soccer. Soccer. Yeah, I loved it. I played ever since I was in primary school. Yeah, I loved it. Um, how is Vic Uni different to the other universities you think? Okay, so this is a great <laughs> question and I saw it before. Um so I don't have a lot of experiences with other universities. Although I do know from experience from working with my brother, trying to help him enroll, um, my own experience with going to, um, I guess, expos and understanding other universities and stuff, we are the only university that does block model. So block model is, it's the new way to do uni. You're going to see it now in all the marketing and all the ads and all the buses and everything. It's the new way to do uni. And all of my friends that don't go to um, VU with me, they're just they're just astounded by the way that we structure. So block model is the way that the courses are structured rather than um, – yeah, it's pretty much just the way that the course is structured. So essentially for semester one, you do four subjects, Yeah. right? So that's – most universities do four subjects. That's full-time uni. And you do four subjects over one semester. At VU, you still do four subjects over one semester, but you do them one at a time. So you're not, so not focused on four, four subjects. different subjects yeah, at once. You do, for example, I'm doing, you know, four weeks of one subject. You do it it's kind of like intensive so you're with the same teacher for four weeks you're with the same students for four weeks um you're focused on one assessment at a time so usually by the end of week one you've got assessment one due on the sunday at 11 59 which is when most subjects um yeah. assignments are due second week you've got your second assignment due and then the third and fourth week you've got your major last final assignment due and Usually some of them are group work, some of them are not group work, some of them are practical, some of them are not practical. Um, and it just to help compartmentalise the way that your mind is working, like rather than thinking about four different assessment ones for the first four weeks, you're thinking about one thing at a time. You can really hone in, do all the readings on one. I was actually fortunate enough because I've been doing this course for – Again, uh, we can go into this a little bit later, but I've been doing my course for seven years because I took time off and I went away and I made it my thing and kind of did my own way. Um, I was actually really fortunate to see the traditional model and have all four subjects doing at once and the block mode. So I was actually super lucky to see both. And honestly, it's so much better. You prefer the book I one? prefer it so much better. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm a checklist person. Yeah, yeah. As a teacher, I think like everyone's yeah, colour-coordinated checklist. <laughs> in primary, in high school, I was all checklist. So at the end of four weeks, I've got that sense of achievement. Right. And, you know, you get a lot of um, more instant feedback. You know, if you've, if you've done, you know, just say you get a HD or whatever on your first block, you know that you're on the right track. You know that you're doing your referencing right. You know that you're writing the right way. You know that you're, you know, collaborating with the teachers in the right way. So it's actually like that sense of achievement and um, reward, a little bit of a reward system mm-hmm. at the end of four weeks. I got my course structure on my pin board at home and I get to turn off our subjects at the end of every four weeks rather yeah. than waiting to the end of the semester to see how you've gone in all four subjects. You can kind of really understand 
you're learning in a sense that you're getting that instant feedback. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. less stress, right? So much. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel though, but like because it's produced a four weeks, do you feel like the content's kind of rushed? No, I don't because okay. it's kind of like you're just really focused. It's essentially the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I think with VU as well, we're moving away from this lecture style format where there's 400 people sitting in there's 400 people sitting in a lecture hall and all the kids are there trying to all the students yeah. are there sorry trying to like take notes and do all the thing we're more in like a workshop kind of I do three so I th- three hours three times a day mm-hmm. uh, three times a week sorry mm-hmm. so it's more of an interactive communication with the teacher as well yeah. as the students around you so yeah I think going back to your question I think yeah VU are definitely trying to work away from um, talk to chalk. So like, you know, the traditional teacher's yeah, talking yeah, and she's yeah. talking on the board and the students are listening and just taking their notes and, you know, personally I don't learn like that. Me neither. I, I cannot <laughs> learn like that. So, so I need good. to be, yeah, I need to be taking notes while interacting, while having a video yeah. and then we're going to get up and move around oh, and then we're yeah. going to do this as well and, you know, go out into your environment and find this thing or mm-hmm. – so yeah, I think VU from what I know, VU is very different from a lot of other universities. I'm just gonna reset. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to CRC Live on Brimbank Live, live from CRC North Kilo in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Joya, and my co-hosts today are Isabel, Adriana, Clo- Cleo, Alicia, and our special guest today is Manisha from Vicuni. Alright, um, so is it hard to make friends at Vicuni? <sighs> No, I think because I I guess if you really if you were trying to make friends at university it would be really easy. Mm-hmm. There's there's all sorts of, you know, clubs and things that you can do. We've got um a whole as well as the student ambassador team that I'm on, we've got a future um we've got a student life team. Mm-hmm. So they run all sorts of events and it's all, you know, there's like going out nights together and they do game nights together and there's every sport that you want to play, there's all the sports that you can play and they do coaching and they do oh, wow. um games. Yeah, any club that there's even even a lot of like initiative if if there is it just say you like chess and there's no chess club. Like there's a there's a there's a platform for you to build that and have that be pushed out to everybody else um there's lots of little hiding spots and cafes and stuff like that although because my course has been online a lot for the last mm-hmm. couple of years because of uni there is a hybrid model that I can if I'd like to go into uni sometimes it's just easier to do it on mm-hmm. yeah. yeah you know and, and the whole idea of and I think with as well you're with people for four weeks if you were because I've done my course kind of a bit in a puzzle pull block out here, mm-hmm. pull block out there. I think I would have made friends, like long, more long-lasting friends, but oh, because yeah. I've kind of come back and gone and come back yeah. and gone. And COVID too. And COVID, COVID too yeah. and it's all being online. And, yes, you can make friends with little squares on the screen, but, <laughs> you know, it's not the same as being yeah, like in sure. person. So, yeah, you can definitely make friends. It'd be like school, you know. Like yeah. I think yeah. because you're actually now, you know, in, in high school you're just with everybody. Yeah. You know, everybody's here all sorts of walks of life, all different interests. Whereas once you go to university, you're with people that have got similar interests. Yeah. In and I'm not saying that, you know, you don't at school and stuff, but once you find your course and find your, um, I guess, sport at university and stuff, you can really, it, it is. like Find your people. You can find your people. That's mm. it. And you can yeah. have those That's real so intellectual cool. conversations and you can study together and you can, you know, go go check out a cafe together and, you know, you get your license so you can go and <laughs> do all, yeah. the, the, all the adult things. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. There's yeah. always there's always 
time and ways to make friends at university yeah. for sure. Just on top of courses, um, how expensive are the uni courses? Are there options to for like payment, like payment plans and yeah, stuff, stuff like, like that? that. Yeah. Um, I can only really speak from my own course, but I know. I think each each subject it can really vary between like three hundred and four hundred dollars. Um, but again, I think more practical classes are more expensive. Yeah, I would say that you know bigger courses as well, like law, doctor, medicine. Yeah, well, especially medicine where you'd be you know dissecting and there's more mm-hmm. practical practical and stuff, yeah. and there's you know hearts and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. I'm sure that all of that would be a Cost lot more expensive. I'm yeah. not. I'm not gonna. Don't quote me because I'm not 100% sure about all the all the other yeah. courses, but there is definitely, fortunately, we live in Australia and we're very lucky to have a government that supports our education system. I haven't had to pay a cent of my um, course as yet as it kind of goes in. I think it was called HEX, but I have a feeling it's called something else now, um, supported learning or something, um, where you don't pay it back until you start making a certain amount oh, of money yeah, and yeah. then it comes out of your tax. Uh-huh. So I'm not paying anything at the moment for my course and I've got, you know, um, friends that are from overseas where they have to pay full fees oh, and I'm pretty yeah. sure it's like that in America as well. You have to pay your fees up front. So, yeah, yeah we're very, very lucky with the system that we have from the government mm. with um, student support and stuff and it was it really wasn't a tedious tedious role, um, tedious thing to get into either. I remember when I started it was pretty much just do you want government subsidised funding and it was just tick a box and I'm sure that there was a bit of other paperwork that I had to go through as well. But, um, yeah, it wasn't something that you had to really like apply for proof like, yeah. yeah prove yourself for because yeah. I think as you know Australian citizens we all got a right to education and stuff like that so yeah we're super lucky as well I think there's scholarships that you guys can apply yeah. for yeah. and stuff yeah. like that so I'm not going to speak too much about scholarships because I'm not too sure about all mm-hmm. of that but yeah there's there's all the options mm-hmm. yeah so you had mentioned before that you were the student ambassador what is that ha- like what do you do with that okay so as a student ambassador I have this is this is a job so I get paid as a student ambassador this is not just something that you do as a student not any student just does it it's something that you apply for through um you know they show them on all the little pin boards and the government it's like a um, a university initiative so essentially my role is to bridge the gap between our university and all of the information that we have to the community so like things like today, I'm here talking about Victoria University as a representation a representation of the university. Um, we do expo days, we have open days. Um, essentially my role is to understand as much as I can about the university so that I can go out into these spaces and answer all the questions that I can to my best ability. Um, so, yeah, it's a paid role. The other week I was giving um, year 11 and 12 students campus tours. So we would I would walk around the student, um, you know, just say it was this guy, I'd walk around and say this is the library, this is where, you know, this is where you can talk to VUHQ, which is, you know, the, the hub for all the questions and if you've got ever got any questions and stuff. Um Sometimes we do marketing. So the other day I was on this like three three sixty video walking through the university, saying this is this and this is that. Um, c- coming to things like this, it's it's not a job that it's um, like consistent work. It's just very sporadic. Yeah, especially yeah. around uni um, open day and you know change of preference day, um, anything to do with 
I guess, future students coming in. You know, we go to the Melbourne Expos. Have you guys been to the yeah. Yeah. city expos where they've got all the universities there and yes. they've got, come and look at me and come and look at this. And yeah. So, yes, yes. So it's it's a, it's a great job. I love it. And I'm much more – I feel like I am much more involved with university as – doing this job because I know much more about about the whole the holistic kind of university stuff so it's definitely an awesome thing to get into and I think working for the university is going to look great on my resume yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can I just ask yes um uni life compared to like when you were doing like normal high school before Cedar do you like uni better Oh, definitely. Yeah. It yeah. seems so Life free. just keeps getting better. Yeah. Guys, honestly, with age, life just gets better and better. <laughs> you have so much more freedom. You yeah. get to do what you want to do, you know. Like, obviously, you're going to have responsib- more responsibilities, and but that's all part of it, you know. It's all part of growing up. Um, yeah, uni life is definitely – I've, I, like I said before, I've done – I've taken – seven years to do a four-year degree because I went overseas and I traveled and I came back and I I'm kind of holding on to being a student (laughs) a little bit like I've got a lot of friends that they're like full-time and they work nine to five and Mm. like that's that's wonderful but I'm gonna hold on to the student life just for a little bit longer if I can so yeah yeah, it is it's a great life you guys have got a lot to look forward to um how has university life changed as a result of COVID do you see a change Hmm. Like online, was online there like an option before COVID or no. is that a result of COVID? Yeah, so it's a result of COVID, mm-hmm. which I think is um, a little bit in a sense I, I do enjoy it, although, yeah, I guess I guess learning online is, is great and like you can sit at home, you can be more comfortable. F- for example, I know that I'm more focused when I'm sitting at home in my desk. I've got my cup of tea, I've got my, you know, I'm, I'm honed in, whereas mm-hmm. I know some people need to be in the in yeah. the classroom. To do the work. There, to, to un- yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah, to understand. Yeah. They also like the social interaction of, of having, you know, a group interaction and stuff like that. I personally work okay online. I know a lot of people that are, are really hated it mm-hmm. and they just – even deferred during COVID because they were just like, I can't, I can't yeah. focus. I can't focus on, on, and on the TV, on the screen. Some people don't like the whole screen idea. I think it's been a real big challenge for the lecturers and our um, tutors to transition as well, because they've had to, you know, a lot of my tutors and stuff, they're, they're a bit older. So they're having to transition to yeah. understand technology world. And, you know, if Zoom's not working, we're all trying to help them. Yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely been, it's been in a, in a way like a humbling experience because we've all been in it together. Yeah. You know, we've all just, I think with my course as well, we've all just been like, yep, yeah, okay, we're just going to try our best to help out our lecturer and, you know, whatever she needs. And I think a big one that I've I've kind of put myself out there, like <clears throat> I'm a bit of an extrovert, so I'm okay with this, but putting your camera on, you know, yeah. oh my God. there's so many students that just sit there in the black screen and I just find that, we're already so disconnected by being online. Why then further black exclude yeah. yourself from a black screen? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. that it's that real interaction. And I've known that I've only really made friends with Zoom people online when they've got cameras on. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you know, like two years ago, three years ago, you would have had to go in, dress up, get all the things on. How hard is it to turn your camera on? Like, again, no one cares if you're sitting there in your – PJs fluffy or, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter. Just be there, be present. You know, we all know that you're at home. So, like, yeah. just being real with the, the lecturer, communicating to the lecturer. You know, so many times the lecturer will be like, 
how's everyone going? And it's just like silent. Same. Oh yeah. No one's no one's saying anything because they're too shy. Like I don't know. I just think just engage, just get involved. Just you know, I've I've been okay with the the whole COVID online Mm -hmm. thing, and I I don't think a lot of other people have. Mm -hmm. So. I think it yeah. just it is what you make it, you yeah, know. Definitely. But I would definitely suggest, you know, especially going in as being a teacher, like just be there. Just mm-hmm, be, yeah. you know, answer the questions, get involved. You know, the teacher's trying to do her best by, you know, bringing herself to the class. She has to be at home as well. So, you know, it's just goes trying to – it goes both ways. You know, mm-hmm. she's trying to help us. Why don't we, you trying know, engage? Yeah. Put in some effort. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. You were talking about um, deferring from a course. So how how does that work? Like how long can you defer from a course for me? I think you can defer up to a year. Mm. But essentially with block model, because we've got the block model, you can take one block off, which is only four weeks. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so, really convenient. Yes, it yeah. is very convenient. So this is why I've – so I went overseas and I actually did a student exchange. Oh. So VU um, offer a student exchange which which with over like I think it's over 80 other countries that you can apply for. So I was super lucky. I went to England and I did um, four subjects in England wow. at this really gorgeous, really old school building oh, in lovely. England, which was great. And then after that I took a year and a half off and just travelled. And mm. I cause, because I did um, – some subjects overseas, I was able to then come back. I was, I spoke to my, you know, it's all about the communication. You speak to the communicator, you speak to your course coordinators. And as long as you stay on top of it, like, again, there's a way, there's always going to be a way. Um, Yeah. But again, there's, there's the defer option for just four weeks. Uh So instead of deferring for the whole semester, which you would have to in the traditional style, you can, you can defer for four weeks. You just got to think about then when is that subjects that you're doing going to be offered? Yeah. So for me, for example, now I've got the next two blocks off because they're not offering anything that I need to do until next year. So it's great. I'm going to have the summer off. But Mm. if I was really trying to get my course finished, it's a bit frustrating because I'm – but, again, that's been all up to me. So Mm -hmm. I knew that this was going to happen. So, you know, you can make your own decisions kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all – that's all we have time for today. Thank you to our guest, um, Manisha from Vicuni. It's been a great pleasure talking to you today. Live from CRC North Kilo in Melbourne, Australia. You have been listening to CRC Live on Brimbank Live. My name is Joya and my co-host today were Isabel, Adriana, Cleo and Alicia. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have found the information today useful. And until next time, have a great day.